Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. And I'm super excited because today we're going to be talking with the owner, curator, creative director, and CEO of Swirl Boutique. It, it's kind of fun. Like when I think of the world swirl, it's like a fun roller coaster of like entrepreneurship journey. And so it just makes me smile. And she is um, amazing. She's like done all this amazing stuff. And so Lisa Landers is the, like I said, founder, CEO. And she, we, we were chatting before I started to record and she's like, where's your Southern draw? And she's in Southern California where she has her boutique locations all in California. And I'm jealous because the weather there is amazing. And she has grown online stores. So she first started in 2006 and then opened her third location in 2019. So she's been featured. Are you ready for this? I don't know if you guys watch this, but Bravo's Real Housewives, MTV, Forbes, and seen on countless of probably your favorite fashion influencers and YouTube stars, which is where everything is going now, YouTube and TikTok. So today we're going to be talking about brand longevity. So if you're new to business or you are needing a brand facelift, this is going to be the perfect podcast for you to listen to because we're going to be talking about multiple important things on how to pivot your business, especially in the current climate. And I don't know when you're listening to this, but peeps, it's 2020 and we need to be able to find opportunities and new challenges. So Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi guys. Hi, Angela. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Before we jump into talking about California and Swirl Boutique and how you have pivoted online, can you take us back to where you started your journey and where did you grow up? I'm assuming California, but how, did, how have you gotten to where you are today? Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. What's up, GSD leaders? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Business Unveiled, where we share expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals. You know we're going to take you behind the scenes of our experiences, share with you what we've learned from them, and how it's made us stronger. Because no one said it's easy owning a business, right? But it's a lot more fun when you've got a strong support team around you. And that's exactly what we do at GSD Creative. We're right there by your side. And I'm so excited that you've chosen this podcast to take the first step in growing a productive, profitable, and successful, wildly successful business within the hospitality and creative industry. Today's episode is being brought to you by GSD Academy, where I personally walk you through my four-step process with personalized videos. I give you downloadable templates and so many resources. So if you're serious about changing your life and your business and you're ready to GSD, that is get shit done, go to bit.ly slash GSD Academy. Well, I always tell people it wasn't something that I was like, oh my gosh, I have to own boutiques. I have to be in the retail business. It 
it's something that I think most people find when you're looking for your passion, it finds you. Um, during college, all throughout, even my senior year in high school, I, I was working in retail, I was working at corporate, I ended up working in small boutiques and just love that personal environment and the ability to connect with customers, curate a selection that people just loved and were loyal to. So that's really where my love of retail came from. Um, I ended up starting Swirl Boutique at the real naive age of 23. So I, I always say that this business is, I have grown up together. It's taught me so many yes. of my most life lessons. And it really has sharpened me as a, as a human being, really. Because I mean, as you know, as an entrepreneur, you go through so many things in business and you learn so many lessons um, that are inevitably going to come at you at one point in your journey. So that's really how I started. And from there, I was able to open up a couple stores. And then my last one, we just opened um, a year ago in Carlsbad, California. So if you guys are ever in that area, please come by and say hello. Yay. So you have been in business for over a decade, which for some boutiques, what would you say is like the longevity of it? Like are some boutiques around five, 10 years? Like, I mean, you've been at it for a while. Right. And I, I think what it comes down to, I think it's a personality. I think it's a new era as we're all experiencing right now. It's a new era in business. And I think you have to be a hundred percent committed and willing to pivot and adapt to the current climate. That's half the battle. So if you're somebody starting out, or you've just done things for the same way for five plus years, I mean, you have to evolve with the times and you have to be willing to evolve. And my, my, I don't have an ego with, if I don't know something, I always find somebody that knows more than me or I learn. I mean, I'm consistently learning every day, new ideas, new social media, um, you name it. I will immerse myself in it and try and figure it out. So do you find that some of the things that you would, that you carried in your boutique when you first started and now in 2020, are some of those things coming back in style? You are so funny. I always say, it, <laughs> I love it because no, it's true. And I always look at it. I'm like, there's one product that I have in store that I've carried since 14 years ago and that's it. So the commitment Fashion is evolving. Fashion always changes. What the consumer wants is always changing. So we are always on the hunt for new lines and new brands that really fit our customer. What would you say, like, for when you started, um, you know, over a decade ago to now, would you say that your customers, like, do you still have the same customers that started with you over a decade ago? Or do you serve a certain niche and an age group of women? And how have you stayed relevant, like with that niche? Well, we do. It's, it's funny. We do have some customers that have been with me since the beginning. But I think as you evolve too, customer base is going to evolve. So we definitely have new customers every day. I would say she's, she's a girl. And if I could pinpoint her, I would say the swirl girl is somebody that cares about health, is, um, has an active lifestyle. She's maybe a mom. She loves Southern California. She loves taking her dog for a walk on the beach. I mean, I can get super micro with you, but she's yeah. somebody who plays fashion, but isn't a slave to it and also wants to be comfortable and also wants to look good in her pieces and appreciates, you know, the buy better, wear longer mentality and likes and loves new things too. So she's also somebody that looks to us to be the expert and bring her the latest and greatest in all the new fashion trends. 
I love that you know that precise information because it's so important. Like that's one of the things that over time you have to know your customer and in order to stay relevant in your brand, you have to know your customer. So do you, how do you pick what is going to be in your boutique? Like, do you go out and go to market or do you have brands that approach you like for people who are not in the retail world and they don't know how it it really works but like let's say they're thinking of like starting a little storefront or starting a product line like do you or or do you, or is it a little bit of both like, like you have brands reaching out or you you're like I got to go out and shop and and get out there like how does that part work like and then everything just like ends up in your boutique and then it, you just wave a wand and it looks fabulous right right <laughs> It, it, it actually, it's a lot of work. People don't right? realize how much mental, mental work goes into curating a collection. And I think the biggest first thing you start with is who am I buying for? And like you said, you got to niche down on who your customer is. Who is the girl that's buying these pieces? Because a common mistake I see is that people buy things that they love. Oh, I love fashion. My friends love to shop. I know what's going on. So you always have to look and see what your client's buying and what area you're in to appeal to those certain clients. If I would think I would have a totally different boutique if I was in LA um, or if I was in Nashville. It would look a little different and you just have to be ready to see who your customer is. And I always say she's the captain of my ship. So she dictates what we do and what we buy. Um, and I can look at something to this day and go, that's a great piece, but I know she's not going to buy it. And everybody laughs because she is, <laughs> she is the swirl girl. So if she, I can look at it and say, she will love this, that goes in my store. Um, to answer your question about marks, yeah, you, you do, typically you do pre-books for pre-buying, I believe it's like four to six months in advance. So you have to really know what's trending and what's going forward. And sometimes we get it right. And most of the time we get it right, but there's been those times where we've gotten it wrong. So you have to be able to project and project trends and really kind of have your finger on the pulse of what's happening next. Did you see any spike? If you, I'm assuming like some of the real housewives, you know, in Bravo have worn some things from Swirl Boutique. And when you had that feature, did you see a spike in sales at all? We do. I mean, we work with so many influencers and every time we work with an influencer, we see a spike in sales. Um, we definitely have a great relationship with Emily from the Real Housewives of OC. So you can see in a lot of our pieces, um, we invite them in. So we give them, not only do we work with them on brands and getting them into the right clothes, but we also personal style them. So I, I think that's why we have such great influencer relationships because we actually offer that service. So these girls have events, they have to be on camera, they have a podcast, they have you know so many things going on and they just wanna come in and have you dress them head to toe and feel confident that when they're walking out and they go film for the Hills or they go film for Bravo, that they're gonna feel and look fabulous. So we, we definitely have really honed in on our influencer marketing and we're using that as a leverage to, to boost our online sales. And I think that's something that you can't be afraid to do. Um, I remember sitting at one retreat and I, I met, I, are you familiar with Tamara from Real Housewives of OC? I'm not, but I'm, I'm like looking these people up as you're telling me, cause I don't, I don't ever watch TV, but my friends love this show, this show. <laughs> I don't 
at research. So my husband can't get mad at me anymore. So I, I can watch all the reality shows. <laughs> I love it. So she, she told me one time when I was at a retreat and she was one of the guest speakers and she said, you know what? Nobody asked me. Nobody usually comes up and asks. They think that I won't. They think that I wouldn't be interested. And the first thing that you need to know when you're approaching an influencer is just to ask and open up the dialogue. Surprised how many DM relationships I cultivate, how many people are say yes. I mean, I just had one bachelor reach out to me regarding a a jumper and I said, wait a minute, aren't you so-and-so? I said, can we send you out some stuff? And she goes, yes, I would love that. So I think- about having, um, having the ability to be fearless. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the worst anybody could ever tell you is no. And I know right. if you're just starting out, you don't necessarily always have the biggest budget to, to gift or to partner with some of these influencers, but I would just recommend honing in on maybe somebody local in your community and reaching out to her and seeing if they'd like to work together or do some type of collab. And that also helps boost um, your visibility too. Yeah. So when you guys work with influencers, do you have a certain, like a one sheet or something that says, okay, we'll do this, but then you have to tag, you have to mention, like to make sure that they're doing their part? Right. Um, Again, it all comes back to that personal relationship. When I'm looking to work or collab with anybody, I like to formulate that first because I think that establishes trust. And the trust that you're going to perform, I'm going to take care of you. Um, it's going to be a great working relationship. And if it performs for us, we can actually do this again. So I really like to meet my influencers or get mm-hmm. to know them on a personal level before we even start that process. Because I think there's, if you're not connected with the brand or the person, it's really hard, as you know, when you're getting gifted or if the influencer doesn't have a contract or doesn't have a way to reference what their responsibilities are, that that could get lost in the shuffle too. And I'm sure you've maybe had personal experiences or known somebody. So I think it starts there first. I think you really need to figure out who your girl is. And it was your, would your girl who's shopping at your store, your product or your brand, would she be interested in what this influencer has to say? Cause some, some people don't translate. So you have to be careful of, it does, does your influencer align with the brand and what the brand's message is? Yeah, it's just, it's so interesting because we have people approach us, you know, for different things and some people really have it together. They've done their research. They know what, what people stand for. They know exactly what to ask for. They've got it together. And then you have other people that I don't know some of these, uh, I guess there's like influencer management companies and agencies and they totally miss the mark. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to promote your paperless planner. I don't use paper and we teach companies to go paperless. So, and it's just, it, I don't know, like it flabbergasts me sometimes when I'm like, did they send this email to the wrong person? Right. Um, It takes two seconds to learn and to actually research a company and the ones that do, or I always suggest too, to an upcoming influencer or somebody that wants to collab with the brand, I mean, buy the product first and then, and then show the company what you can do. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get on companies' radars. And I think that's one of them. And I think they miss the mark of not, not trying to showcase the product before they ask to partner. That's a great thought because there's, um, we do a lot of boutique resort work and um one of the new 
boutique brands. It, it's literally a new brand as well. They, it's beautiful. And they have all these influencers reaching out to them saying, can I come stay at your place for free? And, <laughs> and the owner, he's like, what? And, and he is so not in that world at all. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to ask in return? Like if I just, and, and most of them are women. And he's like, if I just let all these girls come and stay here. And I'm like, well, let's get together like some type of a, you know, like a one sheet and a contract. I'm like, you can stay here if you do this. But it literally like catapulted his brand when he right. invited, well, didn't even invite, they were approaching him. Like these agencies were approaching him because they wanted to come in there and take pictures because the stained glass windows were beautiful and they had a history to them and it had a story to tell. And so but he was so overwhelmed with it because he didn't understand it. He's like, why would all these people want to come stay here for free? And I'm like, no, no, you don't get it. And so I, I had to literally sit down and teach him like, you know, like you, uh, he's like, I feel like I'm back in like college or something. I'm like, it's a whole different world, but there's really? a lot of money to be made. And a lot of, uh, it's just not about the money. It is about brand brands being authentic to like, actually really wanting to stay there and like tell your story. So he was able to gain a very quick following because of that, but like he didn't get it at first. So some people that are inexperienced, I feel like can like have a bad experience if they don't know what to ask for, you know, in the returning side. Um, but as far as like Swirl Boutique, like how are they, how are your boutiques different? Cause there's a lot of like little shops and little boutiques and how do you make it stand out? Well, we do a lot of um, brand collaborations, brand events. So we're really, really aggressive on our marketing side and we really um, focus on community. We do community pop-ups with local jewelry designers. Right now we support about 40 different local jewelry designers in Southern California. Um, we do a lot of brand introductions to our new clients so we, they can trust us. We've built that following and that loyal relationship. They can trust us to bring them the newest item and the newest line so they don't even have to think. Um, we do personal styling. So we have these ladies' information. We, we text them and let them know a new product comes in that they would love. So there's we've really formulated, I keep saying it's personal, but it, it is personal. And yeah. that's Probably one of our biggest struggles during this period is that we are so personal. We built such a following in stores of how to translate that to our online store and how to tell our story and reach out to that online community and share our company culture. That's been one of our biggest struggles thus far. So how has, um, did you all have e-commerce and sell online pre-COVID? We did, but in all actuality, because our stores did so great, we really didn't put the time to focus into it. Um, it. It did well, but we weren't really seeing the business as much as we were in the stores. So I really took the opportunity once we were forced to shut down to really pour all of my energy into developing our online store. And as you know, when you're running three businesses and you're doing this and that, it's, it's sometimes that you can't do everything. You can't do everything well. So we really took the time to refocus our online store and leverage our following that we do have and really create um, experiences and customer experiences virtually. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really amazing, like what you guys have been able to do 
And, you know, quickly your, your, your website and everything um, on it is so cute. <laughs> like, oh, thank you I'm so looking much. at it. I'm like, everyone listening, if you're driving, cause a lot of our um, listeners, they'll, they, they're so cute. They like email me or DM me, DM me and they're like, I'm going to work or, you know, I'm driving. A lot of people are driving and, um, or they're like working out and I'm like, stop what you're doing, pull over and like go to the website. Boutique. <laughs> like this stuff is so cute. Um, I love it. What platform do you guys build on? For our website, we use Shopify. Okay. Yeah. Shopify is killing it right now. So, like so easy. I tell everybody, if, I mean, people that haven't taken that leap or mm-hmm. I, I, I always recommend Shopify because it also pairs nicely to all the different apps and all your email platforms. And I mean, customer loyalties, it's, it's just such a great tool to use, um, if you're trying to build an online store. And I think it's pretty, pretty user-friendly. Gotcha. It, it, it is like, we've learned the, the backend of Shopify for friends of mine who have small boutiques, but most of them, it's like a jewelry boutique. Um, we, we've helped a few women's retail where it was a hundred percent of their traffic was foot traffic and tourism because we're in Nashville, you know, it's a touristy place. And, um, they're like, I don't even know how to sell one thing. They're like, do I go to Amazon? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to start with like Shopify first. Right. And we can get to Amazon, but like, that's a totally different story. And so I'm like, I don't really know if you want that. Um, but yeah, it's, you're definitely ahead of the curve though. I feel like on the boutique side for women's retail, because, what I have seen is that people either sell everything online, they have no foot traffic, they, they, they don't even have retail shops. Um, but d- because of COVID, do you see that changing at all? Or do you feel like, I mean, you've been in it for so long, I feel like you would not see yourself not operating out of a boutique. But do you find like now with COVID, is it like 50% foot traffic and 50% online? Or do you see that swaying either way due to COVID? Well, our online sales have, as of, I want to say May had already doubled um, past the year before. And we're, wow. we're halfway into the month. And I, we're so excited about our online store. We're, we're just so geared up and ready. All the team is ready to make this big change. Um, we see it going definitely more virtual mm-hmm. um in, in every department we actually just had our first virtual trunk show with Ooh. a brand i don't know if you've heard of them but they're they've been a leader in the industry for like the last 20 years and it was the first one i've ever seen and i pitched that idea to them because we were supposed to have our grand opening party with them and obviously as you know things change events change mm-hmm. um so we kind of turned it around to this virtual shopping experience where they got to come and check out swirl the owner and designer of the brand had them in her house we made this really fun yummy cocktail we had live models and we had some influencers um, on our stories giving us their, their favorite picks as well so it was such a fun time and we saw such a huge lift in sales from that that we are so excited to do more Okay, when is your next one? Because I want to sign up and come. <laughs> right. Do you have a one coming up? We do. We have one coming up. It's going to be at the either the end, of, probably at the end of the month, and we're going to be doing it with a company called the Laundry Room. And we've also found that people are loving their cozies and their basics, and mm-hmm. so that really heavily focuses on that. We've done some custom collaborations with them as well. So that's something too that we've been trying to offer our clientele is not just things that you'll find at every online store. We really curate a selection that's just for them that 
items that you can't find anywhere else and we're really focused on giving them exclusives. So I think that's another way if you're looking to build an online store to kind of set yourself apart. And mm -hmm. so we will be doing our next virtual trunk show with them. So we're gonna, you're gonna be able to take a deeper look into what they do, their internal workings of their factory and where, how they produce their clothes. So we're really focusing on giving people an inside look behind the brands, like adding that other layer of why, why are you a swirl girl? Well, because we're giving you access to amazing brands and what they're up to. Um, our next one is also gonna be with Inda Clothing and she is one of the only certified green um, batik factories in Bali. So she's gonna be walking Ooh. us sustainability of that and her beautiful clothes and how they're made in Bali, hand painted by all the Balinese locals. I mean, just so, so many cool stories out there. And I think people don't necessarily get access to those. And we're really going to bring those to the forefront going forward. That's our, that's our mission right now. That is so cool. Cause like, I remember when Snapchat and like stories and things first came out and my brand manager I was working with at the time, he's like, you've got to show people like the behind the scenes, like how did this event to get to look like this and how you traveled and did, and you worked on this private Island, like how, and I'm like, I'm not showing people that that's like a shit show. I'm like, there's stuff everywhere. This is a mess. I'm like, but give me 10 hours and it looks perfect. And he's mm -hmm. like, no, you don't understand. People like literally love seeing how all this comes together. And I was like, Oh, whatever. You're a dude. Like you don't know what you're talking about. But I tried it and thank God I listened to him because he was right. And um, he taught me a lot. And I'm just like, well, I don't want to say it twice. Like if it disappears and he's like, no, it's FOMO, like fear of missing out. Like when you put a timeline on something and it's going to disappear, people are going to miss out. And so it's actually like when we were, and this was years ago, you know, when all this first came out, because when I started my first company, none of this stuff existed, but okay. it's been so fascinating and so cool. And like, I, um, I was listening, this lady, she has a book called Stories That Stick. And right before the pandemic started, she came to Nashville and spoke to this entrepreneur organization I'm in. And she was so fun and cute and like um, a stylish little girl from New York, a short little blonde. And she's like telling stories in the behind the scenes for brands and she was like specifically talking about retail brands like makes people want to support the brand and so if people understand like things are hand painted and you know someone looks at a jacket and they're like oh my god that's fifteen hundred dollars i would never pay that but if they knew the story behind it and the labor that went into it um i i feel like people not that they're more empathetic but they are in alignment with that brand and they want to support it so i think that's a good thing like i don't know that's what i've observed <laughs> you, i mean everybody has a story and i think getting in front of the brand making your story known and we're using our platform now to give these designers voices down from the micro designers that are you know doing one jewelry line out of their house to the big brands that have been in the industry forever, but have never really put their story out there or their, their founder out there. So we're really having a lot of fun getting to know the back end. I mean, selfishly, I'm loving it too, because I'm connecting with all these women and these designers and really learning like what makes them tick and how they started their business. And I'm learning stuff that I've never learned before too. And I've maybe carried the line for, you know, the last five years. So we're really focusing on aligning with 
you know, really amazing brand partnerships and just strengthening those relationships. And like I said, our next one with this gal that she, she lives in Bali full time. She's like, I've never really talked on here before. I've never really done this. I'm like, well, I, I think you have such a powerful and such a cool story that I think our audience would love this. And people that already love and support your brand would, are going to love your brand even more. It's, it's just, we have to get story out. And she was like, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I'm not sure. Um, I'm like you, I'm telling you like, and you know, and people are afraid of haters and whatever's out. I just got to do it. And I, I, for the people that are really going to resonate with you, I think it's so important to just kind of push through those, uh, fears and just show up and actually just be authentic. And my biggest engagement comes from the journey. It's never the actual curated pretty picture or the feed. It's the journey, like whenever I do my buying trips or show my process, that's where people really want to see. And that's where I see the biggest numbers and tuning in. So I think there is something powerful behind that. And we're all trying to find a way to connect with each other, especially right now, that I think it's even more powerful to show that on your social media platform of how you're connecting and, you know, open yourself up to doing more IGTVs or lives or just different experiences that really kind of layer into your brand. Yeah, absolutely. So when you have brands or influencers and they ask for partnerships as a boutique owner, and this is for, cause I know we have people that, um, I mean, they're like, how do we get, how do you, how do you become an influencer? And it's like, I'm the wrong girl to ask that question because how I build in or how I've built influence is for doing events for so many years and like sharing the true behind the scenes, like, Hey, this shit's hard. You're, we're not like fairy godmothers that like flutter around and put glitter everywhere and poof. It's perfect. Like it takes a lot of work, a lot of strategy, a lot of good team, hundreds of hands to put this shit together up and down. And so um, I'm glad that I'm like living in the time where people appreciate the realness of it. Um, but there's some people they're like, well, I don't, I haven't really done anything. I'm like, well, what's your passion? Like, do you love fashion? Um, you know, like you said, everybody has to have a story, but, but with purpose, like some type of purpose. So when people come to you for brand partnerships, what are, what are you looking for? Like, what does your boutique look for? Like, how do you choose brand partnerships? So do you have people come to you and you're like, you're not in alignment? Like, what do you look for? Or do you, do you do the asking or when people come to you, like, how do you make sure it's a good fit? Well, we're, we're fortunate now to where people do come and ask me before I would be approaching brands and you'd have to submit like who you sat with. And I mean, I think that was a bit more of an old school mentality in, in that industry where you would have to say, Oh, I have this line, this line, this line. So that's why you would be a good fit. So I think I would say, you know, 10 years ago you were approaching brands. Um, I think there's so many brands out there now and so much competition that nicely enough, we don't have to do that anymore. Um, but I would say what I look for in a brand partnership is exclusivity. I look for somebody that's willing to just not be a brand partner in the sense that they sell me their goods, but they're going to be a brand partner and helping me host events, do collaborations. So one of my bachelor girls calls up and says, oh, I really love this outfit. Do you think so-and-so would send it to me? And then so we do a collaboration with her. Um, I look for people that really care about us as a store and understand who we are as a store and understand our community as well. So I'm all, 
now I'm looking for people that want to really be partners on all levels, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, which kind of listen to my next thing is like, were you born with like this passion, like for fashion and clothes or did you kind of like grow into it? Um, I think I grew into it. I think I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I love business. And I mean, I love fashion. Don't get me wrong, but I love all aspects of business. Um, I, you can, I'm interested in almost every facet there is, um, even product designing, um, you name it, I'm into it. I think I've always just had an entrepreneurial spirit and I've always been able to, to be a leader in any of my industries. So I think that just made sense and I love fashion. So it was just a natural progression for me. And I always tell people, if you, if you want to do something, work in that industry or find a mentor that will let you be a part of their world and you would learn from and just be a yes person and just, yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. Because I think that's the way you're going to learn and see if it's a fit for you, first of all, and really gain the knowledge to maybe start your own destiny with whatever you want to do. Um, I think there's a big mistake that, you know, that I'm seeing, at least I don't know if you are, that these girls are you know, girls and guys are getting out of school and expecting just to be at the highest position at the highest paid job. Mm-hmm. And no one is willing to work for it. And I think that's a huge mistake. I think if you could, I mean, you can offer your services to maybe somebody even just as an intern, just to gain the knowledge, because I think that's going to be so much more powerful and impactful in your future than just demanding that, oh, I've graduated. So now I'm going to, I'm going to sit here. And I, I don't really feel that that's how it works. Um, so I always say, you, if you do what you love, but you're not going to always love what you do. And I think there's a certain mentality for an entrepreneur that just gets it done. I love that. So being a woman and being a leader, and I'm assuming that you have lots of team members that are women. <laughs> I do all, all the time. <laughs> yeah. How do you like wrangle all of that and making sure that like all your stores are on the same page and all your girls and all your team members are on the same page. Like, are there any secret things that you use to make sure that everybody is like where they need to be? Well, I think you can build an infrastructure that does that for you. We have a great manager right now that she takes care of all the ins and outs of the daily details. And I kind of oversee above her. Um, I would say that it's communication. I'm a big collaborative uh, management style. So I like to know what's going on in my stores, even if I'm not working them. And I also put myself in my stores um, here and there so I can understand what's going on, what the customers are experiencing, maybe products that we need to get more of, or, you know, just general feedback. I think it's a misnomer to not go into your actual place of business. I think it's always good to at least work, work even a couple days a month. If you're not if you're at that level as an entrepreneur where you don't have to, I still think it's important because I think that's how you're going to really see the true functions of the business. Um, we communicate a lot too. So we're always, I always say, if I'm not at work, I'm still at work because I'm still yeah. communicating with my team um, every couple of minutes. Um, I even had to tell them today, I'm like, okay, guys, I'm going to be doing this podcast. So we're <laughs> going to need you guys to, you know, not give a call until, you know, such, such a time. So it's just, for me, I, it's probably communicating and being mm-hmm. involved and I don't see myself as outside of it. I want to know everything that's going on so I can have a better handle on how to approach it or if we need to change business practices. Um, I think it's just really helpful. 
And then like, this may be like a really stupid question, but I'm going to ask it. So like with you guys being in California and then, and the weather is always sunny typically, and it's always like beautiful and, but you do online sales. So for people that live in like Colorado in the winter time, like would they come to your shop online and buy things like is basically, is it seasonal year round to where you just carry like clothing that is for like the California climate. So you always have swimsuits. You always have, you know, the clothes that aren't like the puffy jackets or do you guys have seasonal things that, that you would sell online? Does well, it's really, sense? yeah, it does. And it's a good question. Um, there's a, we do carry a bit of what they call resort, which is your swim, your lighter pieces for holiday season However, mm-hmm. in Southern California, because it's so sunny and so amazing all year round that the minute it gets cold, people want jackets, puppy sweaters, <laughs> boots. Yeah. So really love that here. And we love that fashion that you can give us like one cold day and we're out there buying like five outerwear pieces. So <laughs> we do care. That. It's, it, they don't want to travel where it's wearing. So we have that season all year round. So they really like the fact that they can put their cute like long trench coat on with their cute fedora and their cute you know, mother jeans with their booties. So we actually do cater to that. So we don't have any problem selling um, somebody that lives somewhere cold. I mean, we're not selling your, your true outdoor jackets, but this is the jacket that's underneath the jacket that you can wear to the house party. (laughs) Yeah. And I just like, I'm looking at some of your stuff online. Like I'm loving like the Tata, like oversized shirts and like some of the linen stuff and like cute swimwear. I'm like, ah, oh, and like the boots, like y'all have the cutest stuff. Like, oh, no. good. Do you do all the buying yourself or do you I have do. people? You do? I do. Yeah, I do. And like I said, we're really collaborative. So a couple of days ago, one of the girls goes, you know what? I, and all three stores are asking for shorts, denim shorts. So I was like, okay, well, let me see who I can talk to that has great denim shorts. I love how you listen to your audience. So what you were saying is like, you find, you can find, if someone wants it and people are asking for it, you can find somewhere to source it typically. Right. And, and just for example, even when, when COVID hit, we were a little low on some of our loungewear and nobody wanted to wear anything, as you can recall, that wasn't loungewear. They actually were able to produce from wherever they sourced their materials from or their, that they actually owned. So they were Mm -hmm. able to get their, we actually formulated a partnership with them and were able to get custom styles, tons of the tie-dye stuff that you're looking at right now, um, cute t-shirts, huge loungewear, and that really helped us survive for at least a month um, because we didn't have anything like that in the store currently because we're focusing on all cute new spring dresses and denim. So for these virtual trunk shows that are coming up, do people have to register for them? And then do you guys like email them a code or is it more like, hey, you can come on Insta Live or Facebook Live and and watch them? How would people sign up for those virtual trunk shows? Um, I would say sign up on, for our newsletter at swirlboutique.com, S-W-I-R-L, boutique.com. Um, that's a good way to know everything that we're doing. And we always make that announcement so you don't miss it. Um, the great thing about IGTV now and lives is that you can save it to your IGTV, which I'm so thankful for the Instagram. Yes. So people can tune in whenever, um, but it is nice to kind of be there right when everything's happening and we'll, we'll be showcasing all the new product and we'll have, you know, really fun incentives coming up. 
So I think it's nice to be a part of that, but you can always catch it later on our IG um, at Swirl Boutique and just check us out there. So it's the easiest way to do it. But if you need a reminder, definitely sign up for our newsletter because we will send you a reminder and we send you, um, we call it the Swirl Society. So if you're a part of our society, we send you incentives that we don't necessarily offer um, on our social media platforms. So it's kind of a fun little secret society that you can be a part of. I love it. And then you guys have Pinterest where you, oh. people can also check out your, your awesome brands and clothes. And how are you all using TikTok as a retail boutique? Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I, I'm currently not, but we have a girl that is killing it on TikTok. So I, again, I look at the girl's strengths and she loves it. So we do uh, TikTok with her. So we always kind of formulate, okay, what are we going to do? What are we showcasing? what's going to be fun for today or this week. So she does our TikToks, but it is so much fun. I'm, I love watching them and um, I need to get in there and actually make one with her, but I haven't gotten to that point yet. Yes. Yeah, so we, we've like, since quarantine, we've just been getting into it. And now it's like, we have a girl helping us in the Philippines that it's like, I'll make them all day long, but then like following the algorithm and the best times. And I'm like, Oh, it's just another platform. But it's so much fun. Like, it really is fun. And, like, I've learned a lot from it, too. I'm going to give away my age, but I, we had, the, you know, the old school video cameras uh, my parents did back in the day. So what would, <laughs> I would always set those up and direct my friends and tell oh my them, God, okay, I love we're it. going to do that. So it kind of reminds me of that. I'm like, I would have been killing it at TikTok if, we ha if I had that then. Right? And I'm it like makes you have to get creative and just have fun with it. Yes. I'm like, it, I, the exact same thing. I'm like, if this existed when I was in high school doing all these fun dances and like winning all these little dance competitions and we, we would like go to teen night and like do all these dancing routines, like me and two of my best friends. I'm like, we would have been killing it. Like we would not be working right now. And so I'm like semi jealous of like the hype <laughs> house kids and like my little nieces, like keep me in the know. And, right. um, you know, at first I was like, ah, TikTok. And then when they were homeschooling, well, they're still homeschooling. I mean, they're out for summer right now, but I'm like, okay, you work three hours of home, like homeschooling, and then you can do three TikToks and then you can watch TikTok for one hour. It's very addicting, like very addicting. Right. And you just don't know what's going to hit too. You think that some of this smallest things that I didn't think were that exciting are the, our biggest TikToks. So it, it just, it's so funny to see what actually hits and what people are into. And I think the key of it is just, you know, find a direction, but just have fun with it. Yep. Always. Always. I'm going to go follow you guys. So I can see all the, all the cute things that you're doing. Um, and then I know that um, in the show notes, we'll put this in there, but people can go to swirlboutique.com. And if you're listening today and you want to get some cute clothing, you'll get 20% off. Just use the code Angela. Two zero, so twenty percent off. So thank you so much for extending that to our listeners. That's super super nice. And I'm gonna have to go on and go shopping myself because some of this stuff is like super cute. And even though I'm like, well, I don't know the next time I'll be going anywhere. <laughs> so I love like the brand that you were saying. Um, you know, the laundry brand. I'm, I'm like the laundry room. I'm gonna go check that out on your website too. So super helpful. Um. Is there, do you have any final thoughts? Like the best way for people, I know you said is to sign up for your newsletter, right? To like keep right. in the know about everything that's going on. It's 
they give you special access to sales and things that we don't necessarily offer on our social media platform. So there is a really great reason and just different tools and brand expansions that we're doing. I would say definitely tune into that and, but definitely follow us on um, Instagram because we're going to be showcasing so many upcoming fun projects with different brands and you can shop virtually and we'll have fun incentives and you'll get to see some of your favorite influencers styling the pieces. And we also do give back. So everything that we do is usually tied to a charity. Um, for the last L-Space event we did, we actually did 10% uh, of sales went back to Laura's house, which was for a domestic violence and children of women program that they actually take care of these women and their stores were closed. They do retail stores as well. They do like a resale shop. So we wanted to support them. And obviously we've had a huge impact in that rise going up. So we always like to tie things back to some type of local charity. So that's a good reason to jump in and shop from our stores too. Yes, absolutely. And I love like all the highlights on Instagram that you guys have. Um, I love like looking at all the different girls that you guys have styled and the different brands and the openings and like you're killing it on the highlights. I'm like, Ooh, I'm uh -huh. looking at all this. Yeah, we just did one with um, Lauren Workish. She was on Bravo Summer House and she just got married. So if you're not able to travel, Aww. that one out, it's Lauren X Squirrel. And, and she took us to Cabo and gives you all her favorite tips and tricks. And she had a fun day, obviously wearing Squirrel Boutique, of course, but we got to see her whole um, day tonight fun adventure. So it was, it was kind of fun if you're missing traveling, that was a good one to check out. Yes. I love Cabo. It is like our go-to place. I, I go like several times a year because the weather is so perfect. It's Always. like, it, it never, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's hotter than Hades right now, but it, I mean, you're so close to the equator, but it's like, usually we go every December and like, sometimes I'll go throughout the year because we have some clients out there. Thank goodness. And people are like, oh my gosh, can I climb in your suitcase? And I'm like, well, we're going to work. So I don't know like how much fun it would be, but it's fun, like working in such a beautiful environment. So I'm going to have to go and check that out because I, I love Cabo and um, it is uh, a place that I'm missing big time. So right. <laughs> thank you for telling me that. I had FOMO too, just watching her. And we're also doing a blog post where she's going to be sharing some of her favorite places to eat, shop, drink. I mean, it is such a fun, extensive list that if you are new to Cabo, you're going to want to check that out too, because she really hits all the main places that you want to go. Amazing, Elsa. Well, thank you so much for all your time today. And ladies listening, be sure to sign up for the newsletter to become part of the Swirl Society, which that's so cute. I love it. And be sure to really follow on Instagram because there's some super cute things and amazing, amazing, amazing highlights. So thank you so, so, so much, Lisa. This has been so awesome. And everybody be sure to go over and shop to get your 20% off. So Angela 20 is the code. We'll put it in the show notes. And everybody that's listening, thank you so, so much for your time today. And be sure to tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Everybody have a great day. Bye. Now that you have all the tools you need to conquer the world in GSD, just share this with your friends and your fellow GSD leaders and be sure you're a subscriber so you never miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled and you can ask Siri to listen to the latest episode, but you got to be a subscriber. Before I go, I have a huge favor to ask and it would mean the world to me. While you're listening, snap a quick screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, 
tag me at gsdleader underscore and share with me your top takeaway from this episode and how it relates to you. Until next time, remember, stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.